Though the global pandemic may be slowing things down, Spring Branch is taking tangible steps forward to keep our economy strong, like supporting our local businesses, linking them to free online business courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looped In. This is the Houston Chronicle podcast all about real estate. The dirt, the deals, the people, the places, it's all here. I'm Nancy Sarnoff, real estate reporter with the Houston Chronicle, and I am here with Rebecca Schutz. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Nancy. Are you ready for today? I'm so ready. This is the day we've been waiting for. It's a historic day. It is. (laughs) Today, we are announcing the Loopy Awards for Houston real estate. This is our third year to do the Loopies. And just to remind listeners, or for new listeners, the inspiration for the Loopies came from a similar awards program created by the dearly departed Swamp Lot. Theirs was called the Swampies. And three years ago on Looped In, we asked listeners to vote in an online poll for categories such as trendiest development trend and saddest historic demolition and other categories. This year, we added some new ones, which I'm excited to talk about. But Rebecca, when we were brainstorming about how we were going to present the awards today, you came up with something I thought was really great. Can you explain? So on Rotten Tomatoes, they have the critics' choice and the people's choice in terms of how they review movies. So I thought we could do something similar with these categories where we hear our editor's choice for the trendiest development trend and the buzziest word. He gets a lot of pitches, so he probably has some thoughts on this. And then we'll reveal what you, the people, decided. I love it. It's going to be fun. We have with us today Jonathan Diamond. He is our editor, and he became the editor for the real estate team a little over a year ago. So he's been in Houston editing real estate for the entire time the Loopies is covering. Jonathan, first, welcome to Looped In. Thank you. This is exciting. It's your first time. My first time. (laughs) All right. So are you ready for the Loopies? Are you ready to hear what some of these exciting categories are? I am. I'm ready and I've got my Rotten Tomatoes all lined up. Okay, good. And oh, I should mention this year we opened the, um, the polling up to where people could write-in candidates. Yeah, they're write-ins, and they were funny. (laughs) Some of them were really good. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to start us off, Rebecca? Sure. (laughs) Trendiest development trend. The options are white painted brick, murals, social stairs, gray interiors. And then someone wrote in, I wish I had come up with this, indoor plants. There are plants everywhere. Whole plant walls where, like, an office will have an entire wall made of plants. It's called biophilia. It's supposed to be. I talked with someone who makes offices like wellness spaces, and she said she would call them biophilia, like elements of biophilia instead of indoor plants. She said it makes people happy. You yeah. have living things around them, and it cleans the air. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I guess I can see that. I just haven't seen that many. Inside. I feel like a lot of like Instagrammy restaurants have it too. True. The green wall. Yeah. Okay. So, Jonathan, you've been so quiet. What is our editor's choice for trendiest design trend of the year? 
you know what strikes me about this list is in in some ways what's old is new or what's new is old. You know, white painted brick has been around, I think, for a while. I had I had an apartment I painted with gray walls until I realized it made the room feel really small and it was too claustrophobic. So I, I think social stairs. <laughs> in fact, I, I don't even <laughs> know what a social stair is, although I gather it means I have no idea what it means. Well, so it's this new newish thing that a lot of developers are incorporating into their buildings, their office buildings, big retail developments. And we sort of have one here at the Chronicle, the stair that connects the third and fourth floor. They're designed for people to kind of congregate on and meet, have impromptu conversations and I don't know who coined the term social stare, but that's what that's what we're calling them. Imagine like at a university where people are actually sitting on the stairs and talking and hanging out. It's, it does sound like there could be some liability issues in that too. I mean, I totally. You <laughs> should see the one. There's one downtown. Jonathan's anti-social stare. I, I'm betting that's not the one he picks. He's just being conservative. He said, but yeah, there's one downtown in the Bank of America building where the food court understory is. Anyway, it's um, it's very open. I don't think there are a lot of railings. It just seems a little bit precarious. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think that might be the trendiest trend. Oh, the social stare. The social stare, yeah. It's because I doubted him. Well, I think because he hadn't heard of it. It's so trendy. He's... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm behind the, uh, the social curve, the stare curve. All right. So well, we have we, our editor's pick. Do 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 do. Social we, stairs. And the popular vote is murals. Thirty-seven point two percent, followed by by white painted brick, gray interiors, social stairs, and then indoor plants. But I think <laughs> they would have gotten more votes if it wasn't a write-in. Indoor plants got one vote. They got my vote. I'm glad I didn't choose that one. <laughs> but Social Stair did get almost 20% of the vote. So not too shabby. But our listeners apparently like murals. And they are everywhere. It's it's a way that developers try to connect their building to the community, I think. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Next category. Best slash worst real estate buzzword. There were a lot of write-ins here. I sense there are some strong opinions because of all the write-ins. Yes, totally. Let me read the ones that we provided. PropTech, AI, wellness, and agile working. I initially misspelled that word when we first put that out, and then I thought I corrected it, but I just added the correct spelling. So there's agile working and Agly working. <laughs> Maybe the editor should have been involved earlier in the process. <laughs> of course you'd say that. And the write-ins were luxury, co-working, Buffalo Heights. Any type of heights. iBuyers. Oh. And, and then, then someone wrote Agly? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Jonathan, thoughts? One of the revelations I had when I got here is um, has been with Rebecca's coverage of iBuyers. It was something coming from Los Angeles I actually hadn't heard that much about. Now, I don't know whether that was because they're not as active in Los Angeles, whether uh, I was just out of touch, or or whether Houston 
as it is with so many things as a testing ground. Um, so that was a, a new thing for me this year. Um, and I don't know whether it's, uh, I don't know that I'd call it a buzzword. I think it's, it's something that's here to, uh, it's here to stay. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know if it's a buzzword, but I think 2019 was definitely the year of the iBuyer. So you're onto something there. Well, you're onto something. (laughs) That's good. You know, luxury gets used for everything. Every press release, every, you know, every announcement about a new uh, apartment complex or office building, um, residential development subdivision, everything's luxury these days. Um, So, you know, um, I I have to say, I mean, the buzziest buzz where AI is something that is being applied to all sorts of things these days. And my sense is that it doesn't really make sense in a lot of cases. So, (laughs) I, I, you know, I think AI I would go with. I, I have no idea what prop tech is. Okay. But I will I will go with AI as uh, as the buzziest buzzword. Nice. Well, our listeners voted and they went for wellness. 33.6% of the vote went to wellness. Yeah, and I do think that's a word that's being used a lot. We've actually just th- this year we launched a wellness section for a newspaper. So I would say it is a trend that has extended to us ourselves. You're right. We did. It was also the year of CBD. And I think also it's probably not a coincidence that CBD trended this year because CBD, a lot of people are mysterious as to what it does, but they say it promotes wellness. I'm just prop tech 100%. Which stands for property technology. So so what does that mean? I think it comprises all of the iBuyers and the compasses and the companies that are using data and websites to operate. That's that's what I think it is. Next category, Rebecca. Highest gentrification threat. This one also had interesting write-ins. The choices were Independence Heights, Acres Homes, Third Ward, Second Ward, Near Northside, Spring Branch, Eastwood, and all. <laughs> and then we had someone write in, gentrification is not a threat, it is a benefit. By the way, the best story on gentrification, and then it got cut off. No, it says the best story on gentrification is the $1 million listing in Eastwood. Oh, thank you, readers. <laughs> Any thoughts? <laughs> Just say all. 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 It, you know. Good answer. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Gentrification, all. I mean, we are seeing it all over, which is, uh, so So maybe I will defer to all on this one rather than pick one particular place. Um one of the stories that Rebecca did was interesting in that it pointed out how these restrictions sort of drove minority communities primarily into areas that uh, have mixed uses and therefore the housing in, is less desirable in a lot of ways. And we're seeing gentrification, if you want to use that term, happen in those places. And and it's something that's happening you know, around the loop. So I, I, I would, I would cast a wide net in, in choosing a spot. So I, I'll, I'll go with all. Good choice. Thank you. And the reader choice was Independence Heights. We had Sarah Smith come in and speak about. She, she's written a little bit about the changes going on in Independence Heights. Mm-hmm. It's actually sort of a sign that 
a lot of the investment has spread beyond the loop to places right outside of the loop. And a few of our categories of our choices were places right outside of the loop where investment has been spreading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) The next category is most ambitious project. And the candidates are A Dome Park, Regent Square, TMC3, Ismaili Center, and the right ends were the Ion and Post Houston. So, Jonathan, what's your take? For me, the most ambitious was the one in some ways that's the most far-fetched. I mean, you could make a case for TMC3 as something that will happen and 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 see the vision brought through to fruition over time. Um, Adome Park is something that is just off the wall and <laughs> really interesting. And we've done a couple stories on that. And mm-hmm. I've enjoyed, you know, the, the descriptions that the architect uh, put forward and the illustrations. Um, what struck me most, I guess, was the uh, the lap pool um, yes. high above. Yes. Uh, so for, for, for listeners who don't know what Adome Park is, it is a vision that um, a couple of architects, one who lived in Houston for a while, now he's based in Los Angeles, but it's this vision they have to take the Astrodome, tear off the skin, and just leave the bones of the structure, if you will. Or he has this vision of turning it into this public park, this place where Houstonians can go and congregate and be active. That's a big part of it, I think. Actually, going back to the wellness thing, mm-hmm. he he sees it as a place where people can can go to exercise and and be healthy. But yeah, he wants to put a lap pool off of the. I don't I don't remember if it was around the dome, but I think it was around the dome, but near the top, near near the top. And it was yeah. glass bottom, as I recall. Glass so you bottom, could, of course, could, why not? Yeah. Have you seen, by the way, the glass bottom pool downtown on the top of that forty story apartment building? It's I've read about it, but I haven't yeah. seen it, yeah. We'll have to yeah. have to do a field trip. And wait, so what was your choice? Adome Park. Adome Park. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I was just at dinner this week and someone was like, what are they doing with the Astrodome? Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and the reader's choice? The reader's choice was Adome Park. It narrowly beat out the TMC3. Mm-hmm. So you are right on target with that. totally looped nice. into this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'd agree, agree with you. Most ambitious, Adome Park. That's the beauty of the loopies. Okay, next category. And yep. we only have eight, by the way, so we're halfway, so we're halfway through. There. <laughs> Most controversial real estate controversy. First is flood control district encroachments, neighborhood animal invasions, opportunity zones, pocket listings. Maybe we don't read this last write-in. The last write-in calls out someone in particular and says they have awful designs. Yeah. So we'll we'll skip that one. Yeah. Maybe this person just has has some sort of personal We don't know. Yeah. It it will not be the editor's choice. But they had strong feelings. No, it will not be the editor's choice. That's that's a good thing. Okay. So, Jonathan? You know, you can't go wrong with feral hogs. (laughs) I have to go with animal encroachments on this one. I mean – it, it's been it's been used as a as a justification for all sorts of things, including the use of semi-automatic weapons. So, 
This was the defense of, of having high-capacity magazines. When 40 to 50 feral hogs come onto your property, you need to be able to take them out. And so at first it became a joke, a meme. But mm -hmm. then... This was the, on Twitter, of course. At, at some point, the woodlands, I think it is, became infested with feral hogs. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about the hog. All right. Yeah, so I, there are tons of feral hogs. They were introduced back in the day as a food source because they get so they proliferate so quickly. They get so meaty. So you just like let them out into the wild. They breed. They become huge. And then the idea was you could just eat them. I think the Spanish, when they were colonizing America, brought all these feral hogs. And now they're a big problem. Oh, oh, because they breed so quickly and then they run around and they're giant. They probably lack a natural predator here. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's also the case. So there have also been some stories on other types of animal invasions like yeah. ducks. Ducks. Ducks in Pearland. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And then there was one inside of a university where the administrators thought it would be cute to release songbirds. And then the <laughs> songbirds started acting very aggressively to the people who worked in that building. And they were hiding and trying to get rid of the songbirds. Oh that was a good gosh. story this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering whether Houston has a problem with um, feral parakeets. Oh, monk parakeets? Yeah. Nancy, <laughs> Nancy's lived here longer than any of us, and she seems stunned by the yeah, idea. Yeah, I didn't know. I I don't know about such things. The, uh, New York and and L.A. all have flocks of parakeets, parakeets that were you know, escaped from captivity and and bred and and uh, yeah. They, Run around screaming all through. I asked the, the old the copy skies. editor if there were any, and he said next time he heard of a sighting, he would let me know because he was into birds. Okay, I'll be on the lookout for that. Let's call him the former copy editor instead former. of the instead of the old copy editor. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. It's one of those editor things. This is a tangent, of course, and, and not germane. But I, I was driving in Hollywood one several years ago, where it, near where I lived, and I actually saw a chicken cross the road. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Why do you think he was crossing the road? The, the simplest answer is he wanted to get to the other side. Oh, but I, oh, I right. you know. <laughs> right. Okay. We have gone really far afield. Rebecca, what did our listeners choose? Our listeners had a clear choice. 50% said that the flood control district encroachments were the most controversial controversy. That was followed by pocket listings, opportunity zones, and then neighborhood animal invasions. So I find that really disappointing. <laughs> so here there's a clear divergence um, between our editorial and our reader's judgment. <laughs> yeah. And I since since I was the one who wrote the story about the encroachments, I I'm I think I have to defer to our readers on this one. And, <laughs> and, um, it was a good story. Uh, good yeah. Story. So that story was really mostly about fences, but Bottom line is there are hundreds, maybe thousands of fences and even swimming pools and building additions that encroached onto the flood control district's land. And now they're having to be dealt they with because move. the flood yeah. control district has a couple of billion dollars it has to spend on improving its waterways. So if your house backs up to a bayou or a creek or any similar body of water, Check your survey. Make sure your fence is where it should be. Next category. This is always a good one, even though it's not a good one. Saddest demise. 
And the nominations are The West Mansion, Fitzgerald's, Canino's, and Swamplot. I want to I want to go with Swamplot on this one. It it's um it was a really interesting site. It was something that was in terms of the content familiar. We we had similar coverage in in Los Angeles. It was always entertaining and that kind of product I always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So yes. I I miss that. Yeah. We miss it too. Swamplot, mm-hmm. the wonderful Site And we actually had the founder of it on Looped In to talk about why he closed it up and what uh, what some of the highlights were during his time of, of running it. But I, I also do feel like it would be rude not to vote for that one, especially since the Loopies are the Loopies really because of Swamp Lot, because mm. they had the Swampies. In the first year they didn't do it, I thought, let's do one of our own. <laughs> that lined up with our listeners who also voted 57% for, for Swamplot. Got a committed real estate <laughs> audience, I definitely, think. Yeah. Definitely. Fitzgerald's was next, followed by the West Mansion and then Canino's. The next category is Best Apartment or Condo Amenity. This one also had a lot of write-ins. So our choices were porch potties, valet dog walkers, on-demand fitness, Amazon lockers. And then we had several write-ins. One was <laughs> one was Eat the Rich, Rooftop Pool, Electric Car Charging Station, and Pool That Actually Gets Sun for More Than 20 Minutes. Jonathan, <laughs> your thoughts? Well, I was actually looking for a place, and, and none of the places I looked at had the Eat the Rich option. So I'm, um, I was a little disappointed <laughs> about that because that would have been a, a game changer for me. When I was, uh, when I was talking about coming here, the, the business editor at the time, I, I'd asked him if there were EV charging stations at the Chronicle. And he took a beat and said, Jonathan, this is Texas. You have to get a Ford F-150. Um, <laughs> Which was a long way of saying no. Um, <laughs> but I, I've noticed over the last few months in a lot of the announcements we've had about apartment complexes, they, they are saying that they're adding these things. And in the heart of the energy uh, world for the United States, it struck me as as a really interesting, subtle shift. Porch potties are really interesting too. And I, I'm probably best not going into that. Um, but... <laughs> And I like the idea of valet dog walkers. I, I'm I'm here um, on my own and and have thought about getting a dog. And and the big problem is, what do you do in the middle of the day when you're stuck at work? And and so the valet is very appealing. But I have to say, the uh, the EV charging station, I think, is the, I'm going to go with a write-in. I know I'm sure it's not going to win, but um, it was a good write-in. It's a good write-in. We've had some good write-ins. Thank you, listeners. So we had the editor's choice and the people's choice (laughs) were Amazon lockers. So some of the Camden apartments have Amazon lockers. And I've been talking to some apartment complexes who just say, with the rise of Amazon, there are so many packages. They're just having a hard time containing the flow. Like the mail rooms aren't large enough. They just can't handle how much mail and boxes are coming in. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, didn't Camden say they were no longer going to be accepting packages because of that. And it was, oh. I, I thought it was, I thought it happened a, a while ago and it was 
called Package Gate. Package Gate. <laughs> yeah. So Amazon lockers. Interesting. Is, Where did you fall? Oh, mm, I think I said valet dog walkers. Okay. Although I don't have a dog. No. But I, I do think it's helpful. It's, it seems that Amazon lockers and valet dog walkers are part and parcel, if you will, of the same thing. I mean, that, you know, things need to get done in the middle of the day that busy people aren't mm -hmm. able to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, offering that convenience is, is a real value add. Yeah. Well, I don't know where I fall. It's been it's been a while since I've lived in an apartment. Porch potties just sound gross. And kind of public. Well, <laughs> Do you want to explain what it is? Wait, wait, wait. Is it a porch potty or a pooch potty? It was a porch potty, but we said it should have been a pooch potty. Okay. It's for dogs. Oh, it's for dogs. Oh, I, can I change my vote? <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the last one, which is a new category. So every week, the city of Houston will send out replats. That's when land has been subdivided into a new subdivision or into more lots, correct? Yeah. Is that a most part. good description? And those plats all have names. Now, the end user often won't see the name. Um, it won't appear many places except for official documents. Mm -hmm. So some of these names can get a little bit off the wall. So that is what um, a subdivision plat name is. So um, Nancy rounded up some of her favorites. They include Smarty Pants Court, Love and Joy Services, Kanye Westheimer, Best Little Storehouse in Texas, and the write-in, Stop NIMBY High Rise Signs. I don't know if that's really a plat, a plat name. name. I, 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 need, I need to double check on that one, but... Yeah, these uh, these were some good ones. And I do apologize because these were not all from last year, but they were some of the best ones that I was able to round up. Jonathan? Jesus, I don't know how you can do without Kanye West time. <laughs> it was clever, right? <laughs> Thank you. That was good. Yeah, I like that one. And, and Best Little Storehouse in Texas is, um, is classic, but maybe a little more obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, those were number one and number two, according to our listeners. Kanye Westheimer is the secret name for the project that we wrote about a couple times last year and will be writing about, I'm sure, in the future. The developer of the Heights Mercantile project, which we have had on the show, came up with Kanye Westheimer, and it is for a project he is doing on Lower Westheimer with the Houston Public Library System. They're going to be moving their Montrose location to this new project, which is going to be called officially Montrose Collective. How close is that to the Lakewood Church? <laughs> it is not too close. Oh, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought there was some sort of relationship there. No, no. <laughs> no. Okay. So that was, that was it. You have been inducted into Loopy's Hall of Fame as one of our co-hosts. Is that right? True. Is that how it works? Truly, yeah. Okay. I, th I think next year you have to do uh, Loopy's Best Guest. Oh. 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 <laughs> I'm going to nominate myself for that in advance, and, and hopefully I'll be able to come back as the, as the, for the editor's choice. <laughs> so the fix is in. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here and, and being our um, uh, rotten tomato. <laughs> <laughs> it's arbiter. been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Rebecca, 
It was a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Listeners, thank you for participating and voting in the Loopies. Hope you enjoyed it. If you don't already subscribe to Looped In, please do so wherever you're listening now. And if you have an idea for a show or just want to say hi, you can reach out to us on all the social media channels. I am at N. Sarnoff and Rebecca. I'm at R.A. Shoots. Jonathan, where can people find you? At J. Diamond, H-O-U. Great. Thanks again, everyone. 